The number one gold miner has made an offer for the number seven gold miner. You listen to Kicker Roundtable. I'm your host, Michael McRae. Paul Harris is here. How you doing, Paul? Hey, Michael. Very well, thank you. How are you today? Very well. We have no guests this week. Let's turn to macro. Gold prices are weaker and silver near steady in early U.S. trading Friday with gold scoring a four-week low and silver a nine-week low overnight. Uh, there may be more fuel added to the inflation fire. Outside the big jobs number from the start of the month, oil is starting to rise. In overnight news, Russia said that it plans on cutting its oil production by half a million barrels per day, or about 5% starting in March, response to Western sanctions. Oil prices rallied on the news. Oil prices are being supported on the notions of a stronger economic growth in China this year. NYMEX crude oil futures are up solidly in trading around the $80 barrel a range. At the start of the month, the U.S. of course had that stellar jobs report adding over half a million jobs last month, pushing the unemployment rate to its lowest rate since 1969. Copper has been rising on a weak dollar. China optimism last checked. Copper is trading at just above $4 a pound. Mining news next, but first our sponsor, Snowline Gold, ticker SGG on the Canadian Securities Exchange and SNWGF on the OTCQB is Yukon-based portfolios, is a Yukon-based rather explorer with one of the territory's largest mineral portfolios amassed privately over three decades by prospectors Ron and Scott Berdahl. Snowline is going big. They're focused on a district scale greenfield gold discoveries and they're well on the way to finding world-class copper gold deposits. The team has made two significant gold discoveries in their first year, including the Valley Zone on the Rogue Project, a near-surface high-grade bulk tonnage gold system with drill intercepts of up to 319 meters at 2.5 grams per tonne gold from surface. With eight projects in the Yukon and over 30 priority exploration projects, Snowline is just getting started. The company is backed by some of the best. That includes Keith Newmeyer, Eric Sprott, and Crestcat Capital. Snowline Gold is a unique opportunity for investors to be part of multiple discoveries in the creation of a new gold district in one of the world's most desirable mining jurisdictions. Learn more at snowlinegold.com, ticker SGD, and the Canadian Securities Exchange. Paul, tell us about your mining headlines. Quite a diversity this week. The main news is obviously Newmont launching a 16 billion US dollar bid to acquire Australia's Newcrest Mining to create a 53.1 billion dollar gold mining behemoth. Incorporating Newcrest would give Newmont four operations producing more than 300,000 ounces per year each and some 2.1 to 2.4 million ounces of additional production to add to its existing 6 million ounces of gold production and 1.3 million ounces of gold equivalent in copper and silver. It would also add some 62 million ounces of gold reserves to its current 96 million ounces of reserves. The deal is a global one, but would give Newmont additional exposure to North America, particularly in British Columbia, Canada, where it currently lacks producing assets, while Newcrest has the Bruce Jack and Red Chris mines. Newmont has the Coffee, Galore Creek and Saddle North Greenfield development projects there in British Columbia and Yukon. Liberty Gold updated the resource estimate for its Black Pine Oxide Gold project in Idaho, USA, which now hosts an indicated resource of 2.6 million ounces and an inferred resource of 483,000 ounces. These are increases of 52% and 31% respectively, compared with the 2021 maiden resource. Within this is a high-grade zone with an indicated resource of 1.5 million ounces at a gram per tonne. The company says it will go straight to a pre-feasibility study completion in early 2024. 
Talking of resources, Kinross Gold said it will report a maiden resource on the Dixie project in Red Lake on Monday. It acquired the project through the acquisition of Great Bear Resources. A lot of people anticipating that number. Elsewhere in Canada, Canada Nickel Company obtained a $24 million Canadian investment from Anglo-American, giving the major a 9.9% stake in the company to help finance the Crawford Nickel project in Ontario. Crawford hosts a measured and indicated resource containing 3.4 million tonnes of nickel. Canada Nickel will also enter into an off-take agreement with Anglo, under which the diversified miner has the right to purchase up to 10% of nickel, iron and chromium contained in the magnetite concentrates and any corresponding carbon credits from Crawford for 15 years. Anglo will also give the junior the opportunity to add value to Crawford by giving it access to its future smart mining technology program. Finally, Lithium Americas received a favorable ruling from the US District Court of Nevada for an appeal filed against the Bureau of Land Management for the issuance of a record of decision relating to its Thacker Pass Lithium project. The court declined to vacate the record of decision for the mining plan of operations, which confirmed that the permitting process was conducted thoroughly and responsibly. The ruling means there is no impediment to construction commencing. Although the court did order the BLM to consider one issue, which is the designated area for waste storage and tailings. Paul, let's turn to our number of the week. Uh, you get to go first. What's your number? My number this week is 1300 and that is $1,300 per ounce of gold. And that is the reference price that Barrick Gold has used in its annual reserves statement, which is up from 1200 per ounce in past years. The company also increased its copper reference price to $3 per pound from $2.75. These increases helped grow its gold reserves to 76 million ounces, up from 69 million ounces a year ago, with gains also helped by uh, increases at Pueblo Viejo in Dominican Republic. Will the sector follow this increase? We'll soon find out as Newmont is due to publish its 2023 reserve statement very soon. Keeping with the gold theme, my number is minus 26 tons. Again, minus 26 tons. According to the BMO Capital Research ETS registered net outflows for the ninth consecutive month in January at minus, minus 26 tons with inflows into North American funds at plus nine, but all of those offsets, all of those all of those inflows are being offset by outflows in Europe as well as in Asia. That, according to the World Council, reported to us by BMO. Uh, that's it for us. Follow me at Michael McRae. That's McRae with two C's. Paul is at Paul Harris Gold. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. Don't forget to subscribe. On behalf of Paul Harris and myself, have a pleasant weekend.